0: Welcome, everybody, to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. So, what has been on my heart this week? Well, it's in the topic for today. I will not be shaken. And this week, I have had some testing on that statement. I will not be shaken. I'm sure that at some point in in your walk with God or your time of being in church that you have gone to a conference or you've been in a series of, of church services that were just amazing. And you made up your mind to live steadfast. And maybe you even said, I will not be shaken. And you're ready to pour more of yourself into this walk with God. And not to be negative, but just talking reality here. Give it some time, or maybe very little time, and it seems like conflict begins to come against your consecration, or distractions begin to tug at your newfound level of dedication. So, you may feel like that statement of, I will not be shaken, sometimes are somehow turned into, oh no, Lord, help me, I've slipped, <laughs> I got shaken. Well, this week, for me, I was reminded of an element in being steadfast and unmovable and confidently saying, I will not be shaken. Now, there's, there's no doubt that there are multiple things I feel like that could be brought out that tie into being steadfast. But our focus for today is going to be on one simple element, and that is obedience. So to get us going, um, the story came to mind that I have heard a few times, and I've heard a few different versions of this story, so it may sound familiar to you. But back in the day, when people were looking for work, or when a farmer was trying to find hired help. They may post a sign or a flyer or something in the town store. And then those people looking for work would wait outside that store ready and willing for hire. And then the farmers would come looking for someone to hire to help them on their farm. Well, one of the farmers saw this young lad and he thought, well, he looks like a decent kid, maybe could help me around the farm. So the farmer asked this young man, can you work? And the young man's reply was, I can sleep on a stormy night. Well, this reply puzzled the farmer a bit, kind of scratched his head and and went on about his way. Well, time went on and the farmer comes back through town and he sees this young man still sitting there ready and willing to work. So the farmer Gave this kid a chance. He decides, you know what? I'm going to hire this young man. And he, he sets him up to be a help at the farm. He gets him in the farmhouse. That's going to be his living quarters. All is good and well. The farmer begins to lay out all the duties that he needs this young man to take care of. And as time goes on, this kid is a hard worker. He is responsible. He is respectful. He's interacting well with the farmer and his family. All is well and good. Well, one night, a bad storm came through. The wind is blowing. The hail is coming down. The rain is pouring and it is beating against the house. It's one of those storms that wake you up in the middle of the night. And that's exactly what happened to the farmer. The farmer wakes up in panic and he is worried about his barn, his animals, and his equipment because the storm has the potential to do some major damage. So the farmer runs to this young man, his hired help, and he tries to wake him up because he needs this young man's help to go take care of everything that is exposed to the elements of the storm. But (laughs) this young man is dead asleep. The farmer is shaking him, rocking him. Come on, buddy, wake up. But he could not wake the young man up. Well, now the farmer is beyond worried. He's frustrated because he could not wake this kid up. He's feeling helpless because the young man who's been such good help cannot help him right now in this time of panic when the storm is raging outside their house. So the farmer decides, I'm going to take care of this myself. He runs outside to the barn expecting the worst. He ran outside to check on the chickens first. And when he got there, the coop was fine. The chickens were all accounted for, clucking and everything. And then he noticed the windows were all shut and the shutters were latched. Okay, they're good. So he runs and checks on the hogs. Well, they're all fine. They're shut in safely in their area, just chilling. <laughs> he ran to the horses, and they're same thing. They're in their stalls, safe and sound, eating hay, no problems. Well, he kind of wonders a little bit and then he thinks, oh no, the equipment. So he runs out to check on the equipment to make sure everything was put away. And once he gets there, it was every tractor, every trailer was put away in its proper place under the sheds. Well, then he thought, oh man, the firewood, it's pouring outside. It's going to be soaked. Nope. (laughs) The firewood was all put away under a tarp that was securely fastened to the ground so that the wind would not blow it away. The farmer was in complete shock. Everything that he was worried about, everything he thought would have been left undone. Every duty was already taken care of. So the farmer makes his way back in the house. He is soaked and he takes off his raincoat. And then a thought sinks in and hits him. This is what that young man meant. I can sleep on a stormy night. This young man had taken care of everything. It was part of his daily duty to simply obey and take care of what that farmer was asking of him. But man, what a storm. And literal storms, as well as life's storms, can come in many different forms and reveal many different things to us. A major storm may have a way of revealing problems with the building. Maybe there's leaks in the roof or whatever. And and when storms come in my life, maybe it reveals some areas that need some work and some places that I need God to help me with. And storms can also have a way of revealing God's presence and power, especially in the midst of a storm. When I look up, <laughs> or when Peter looks up, And there he is walking on the water in the midst of a storm. So this statement, I will not be shaken. What is a key element to me staying firm, not being shaken in the midst of a storm, in the midst of conflict, in the midst of distractions, in the midst of temptations? What keeps me? Again, there's lots of things that it could be. But for today, we're going to focus on one thing, and that is obedience. So Matthew says in Matthew 4 and 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, there's obedience, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And here's your storm. The rain descended and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, so not obeying, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall thereof. So, one was wise, and the other was foolish. They both came. They both heard. The difference was their obedience. The wise man heard the words of Jesus, and he did them. He obeyed the foolish man heard the same words and did not do them. He did not obey. So one of the elements that keeps me in the storm, that helps me say with confidence, I will not be shaken, is obedience. Storm or no storm, I want to build a life of obedience on his word. Now, this week, as I was trying to stand firm while not being shaken, I was reminded of a message I heard years ago. We had a missionary come to our church. I forget how long ago it was. I think his name was Brother Sponsler. But he preached a message that has stuck with me through the years, and the title of his message was, What Makes a Missionary Tick? What causes a missionary to leave their family, to leave the comforts of home, to go to a foreign country and start a church from nothing? And then when you get there, you don't even speak the language. So that's a hurdle. And then there's the adjustment because it's a whole different culture. What keeps you there? What keeps you going? And when you're facing the fiery furnace and refuse to bow, What keeps you through the fire? Again, lots of things could apply here, but his answer to what makes a missionary tick was simply this, obedience. So what makes you tick? That question simply means, what is your motivation? What's your passion? What's your cause? What's driving you to keep going? And to line this up with the purpose behind this podcast, what's your heartbeat? What makes a servant of the Lord tick? What makes them keep serving? What makes them give all and surrender? Obedience. So I, I don't know that this is the best comparison here, but it makes sense in my mind. But I think about when a person who maybe doesn't know about this truth, and whether it's through a Bible study or or preaching of the word, however it may be, they come to this place where they finally see a necessity for baptism. And then it's almost like when you see it, something happens within you and there's this passion or drive that rises up and, and there's this thought of, I see it, it's in the word, I wanna do it, I have to obey. And there's just something about it when you know that you are doing what the Lord has laid before you to do. There's a confidence and maybe even an assurance that comes, this is for the Lord. I I can personally speak from that, remembering sitting at the kitchen table, having a Bible study and somebody teaching me about baptism. When I saw it, there was something that rose up and said, "I, I have to obey. And my obedience may not make sense to to this person or that person, but I want something to settle in me that says, this is unto the Lord. If he said it, I will obey. Where he leads me, storm or no storm, I will follow. I reckon that I am persuaded that I will not hear him say, well done, without a heartbeat to obey him a heartbeat for obedience, simply doing what the Lord is asking of me to do. So that verse that we read said, the wise man built his house upon a rock. Well, our church has put on a Veterans Day musical in the past called Kids And one of the songs the kids sang was Build on the Word. We have practiced that song so many times, I feel like I could bust out singing it right now. (laughs) But one of the lines of that song says, if your house will be secure, be sure you build it on the word, talking about that foundation, that rock. And thinking about that, to me, it's, it's more than just a kid's musical song. There's some truth in this. If I really want a secure house, If I really want to live out the statement, I will not be shaken. It's going to take obedience. Going back to the wise man and the foolish man, where they built their house was based on their obedience. They both heard the words, but one obeyed and one did not. I'm not going to hear him say, well done, without a heartbeat to obey. Something within me that desires not just to build the house on the word, but these are words of life. So Lord, teach me to build. Teach me to live according to your truth. So when the rains descend and the floods come and the winds blow and beat upon the house, I can sleep on a stormy night knowing that this house, this vessel this temple of the Holy Ghost is built on the rock, and what happens inside this house is in obedience to the word of God. Just before Jesus tells this parable of the wise and foolish man, he says in Matthew seven twenty two, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me ye that work iniquity. So they were doing many wonderful works, but where was their obedience? Samuel said to Saul in 1 Samuel 15, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Storm or no storm, trial or no trial, there is no substitute for obedience. If I want to hear him say, well done, and boy, I do, I need a heartbeat for obedience. It may take a little digging from time to time, but Luke 6.48 says that. The man that built his house digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. How hungry are you? How deep are you willing to dig? So obedience. Does this mean you have to be perfect? No. <laughs> We're going to make some mistakes. Going back to the story about the young man, I reckon he probably wasn't too perfect himself. I mean, he was, he was young, had some things to learn. I do too. <laughs> But what kept him sleeping peacefully on that stormy night was that he had been doing the present duty all along. Every morning, he got up and did what he knew to do. He saw a need around the farm, and he did it. The farmer had laid out what was expected of this young man, and storm or no storm, he continued to follow the words of the farmer. Paul wrote in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, be he steadfast, unmovable. Well, steadfast means firm and unwavering. Unmovable means unshaken. I will not be shaken. There's a verse in the Old Testament that relates to this as well. And I think it would help us to sleep On a stormy night too. (laughs) But Isaiah twenty six three says thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. I was studying this verse a few years ago and I learned something that stuck out to me, but perfect peace means shalom shalom or peace peace. And I can't help but to think about that song. Every time I see this verse, peace, peace, wonderful peace. This verse continues by saying, whose mind is stayed on thee. Well, that word stayed means supported, sustained. Every morning, I want to wake up with my mind stayed on Jesus. Because I trust him. Because I trust his word. I want to build a life of obedience on his word. I want my steps to be ordered by his word. One psalmist said, thy word have I hid in mine heart. Huh. Heartbeat for obedience that I might not sin against thee. So I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. I think one of the key elements in continuing firm in that statement is obedience. So build your house on the rock and walk in truth. Hide this word in your heart. And that heartbeat for obedience will help me to say with confidence, I will not be shaken.